0: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and today we have an episode that is more of me... Just kind of talking to all of you. Um, it's kind of like a monthly little check in here. Um, we've had a lot of craziness going on in the Broadway world, and I just really wanted to address all of it and kind of take the time to use this platform to, to speak from myself and also um, kind of give actors and performers that I, I would normally talk to a little bit of a rest. And I know they're dealing with a lot, you know, mentally and. Uh, emotionally during this time and performing on Broadway and, and a pandemic and with all of these shutdowns going on recently, it's just been really tricky. Um, and so I just, I figured this week would be a good week to to have a little monthly check-in and to wish everyone who celebrates a Merry Christmas. So um, to kick off the holiday season, we're actually going to be talking, you and me, and it may not be the um, happiest of topics, but it's all topics that uh, definitely need to be talked about and, uh, and addressed. Um, so... As always, we're going to start out and we're going to talk about the news, and that's really going to be our whole episode because there's just so, so much going on uh, right now. And then, of course, I'll have a little bit of Drama Dictionary in it, and I'll have a little bit of a triple E segment, uh, which is Eli's Entertainment Experience. We're going to throw in a little bit of everything in this week's episode, so as always, let's start off with the news. So... As many of you know, um, or may not know, that Music Man has officially opened on Broadway, which is very exciting. Um, obviously, I mentioned last week that a lot of shows, they announced that they would be canceling a few performances um, as far as COVID and, and um, this new, this new um, variant of the COVID-19 virus uh, has kind of started to break out here in New York. So, I was a little bit—I I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I guess I was a little bit surprised that uh, Music Man did open and it did open on time um, and kind of didn't delay anything until maybe after the holidays. Especially with the with the star-studded cast that it had, I figured they'd want to protect them and everything. But obviously, they were feeling comfortable and confident that uh, they were able to put on the show. And uh, do it in a safe manner. So, uh, huge shout out to them. Happy opening to everyone involved. We actually have a previous guest that is in Music Man, Ryan Worsing, um, and he's actually a swing. And we're going to be talking a lot about swings today. Uh, don't worry about that. But we're gonna we're gonna wait for that for a little bit. Um, but huge shout out to Ryan Worsing because literally on opening night all of the swings were on in music man uh so so the swings right now they're keeping broadway alive, man and they're they're just killing it uh i c- can't stress enough every week it's like more of a reason to just praise swings and understudies and L- everyone in between um so huge shout out to them huge shout out to ryan in particular and if you haven't yet go listen to his episode cuz he talks a lot about uh actually he was a two part episode we actually split his episode up and uh so he he has a two episodes where he talks about all of his shows and he t- he kind of teases a little bit about music man and being in that and uh so it's very exciting so huge huge congratulations and happy opening to everyone involved in music man um, hopefully, we can get some more of their cast on because I know it's a very exciting show. I know it's highly anticipated, with, um, with, of course, its star studded cast. Um, but with all of that being said, uh, that that'll be soon to come. So, hopefully, so hopefully, something can uh come of that for sure. Now, speaking of COVID and uh, talking a little bit about it last week and how they had to, it, it kind of forced shows to cancel some performances or whatever it may have been, um, this week, co- this new variant uh, cl- canceling shows and everything actually closed two whole shows and three shows uh, when you're including, like, Off-Broadway. And those shows include um, Trevor the Musical, which is an Off-Broadway show that I've talked a lot about, um, Is There Still Sex in the City with Candice Bushnell, and, of course probably one of the biggest surprises jagged little pill um and that was that was really hard uh for me to to read all of this and see all of these i've talked a lot about jagged little pill and how much i've enjoyed that show um obviously when we had antonio cipriano on uh i talk i've talked a lot about it with elizabeth stanley who who uh was some a performer that actually got pregnant and they were still like Working with her, and she was still a part of the company, and they were splitting time, um, even after she had the baby. It was just—it was really great everything that they were doing, and of course, my my previous director Diane Paulus, I'm a big supporter in her. Um, so I've talked a lot about it, and so that was really hard. And of course, Trevor, I've talked a lot about being associated with the show, um, in in its world premiere. Now, is there still Sex in the City? I was starting to slowly become. Uh, associated with the show through a program that I'm going to speak about in a little bit uh, that I have announcement to make, but we're we're talking about sad things right now, so I'm going to make things lighter at the end. Um, an exciting announcement was also made this week, which was kind of interestingly and eerily close to uh the jagged Little Pill announcement of closing a strange loop is coming to Broadway so we'll see maybe if that has something to do with it and whatever but uh Pulitzer prize winning uh musical here uh, a lot of buzz um it's not even on Broadway and it's gotten so much traction and there's a lot of talk about it so very exciting for a strange loop to come to Broadway and hopefully that uh opens up uh, up here soon because i know there are some theaters available um and now we have a, a few more um to add to the list so hopefully uh it, it opens doors for many shows and stories to be told that uh have not been able to to be shared with uh, a larger audi- audience so very exciting for for all of the future art that is to come now, in talking about all of these shows kind of being canceled and um, either closed, um, in, in "Jagged Little Pills," Trevor, and is there still "Sex in the Cities"? Case, um, we there's been an addressment made by the president of the Broadway League, Charlotte Saint Martin, and she kind of made a a comment that didn't sit well for performers. Um, She made the comment just yesterday, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, um, she, she made the, the comment that my educated guess is the newer shows maybe have understudies that aren't as efficient in delivering the roles as the lead is. Some of the older shows have more experienced understudies and more experienced swings. I know one show last week where the lead was out. The understudy was on vacation. The swings were covering other parts, and they just didn't have enough people to stand in. Now, this is a a comment that came from our kind of, um, our, our, our boss, in a way, as performers. Um, this is the president of the Broadway League, um... This is this is you you kind of just read that that comment and read that statement and kind of just shake your head as to these newer shows don't have the understudies that are efficient enough in, in delivering the roles that like the leads are. And these older shows have more experience swings. And what? That is the most ridiculous comment I've ever heard and I'm sorry um Charlotte you know we obviously have crossed paths and you know I I I just can't believe that this was a comment that was made from the president of the Broadway League I think that it is completely unfair to say and and people today if you follow performers on Broadway I mean you social media completely erupted Josh Lehman he posted I would love to see Charlotte go on uh, for Patty LaPone and company uh, at a moment's notice. Like uh, she, was, she he said, "I don't need your apology. I just want you to go on for Patty LaPone at a moment's notice." I think that swings are the most valuable people in all of the performing arts, like in all of the performing arts. Period. Um, people that are being affected by COVID, they are able to take care of themselves because of the swings and what they're able to do. Anyways, um, I'm going to move on, and I'm actually going to talk about something else that that was said um, in the news uh, actually yesterday, too. Um, Or maybe not yesterday. I apologize. It was maybe a couple days ago. Um, It was, yes, it was December 20th. Bette Midler actually made a statement and said what Joe Manchin did. Uh, this this is, by the way, from Bette Midler on her Twitter. What Mo- Joe Manchin, who represents a population smaller than Brooklyn, has done to the rest of America, who wants to move forward, not backward, like his state, is horrible. He sold us out. He wants us all to be like his state, West Virginia. Poor, illiterate, and strung out. And now... I feel very passionate about this, too. Um, Obviously, as most of you know, I am from West Virginia. So that uh, definitely resonates with me. And I think that that was a very um, bold statement for her to come out and say. Um, But with that being said, I... I respect Bette Midler as a performer, and I respect her in all of the things that I've seen her. She was fantastic in *Hello Dolly*, and everything else I've seen her—politician, everything. Um, however, this just this just left a sour taste in my mouth because I think that um, it, it she she apologized as well, just like Charlotte St. Martin. Um, however, it doesn't change what you say and your intention behind it. And um, I think that coming at uh, the people of West Virginia was was kind of not fair and calling them poor, illiterate, and strung out. Sure, um, the numbers may refer to that as we are not the wealthiest state. Uh, as a whole, we do not have the best educational system in the United States. There's no doubt about it. However, I just think that um how she she kind of called out the people of West Virginia was completely unfair because after being in West Virginia, me moving to New York, I I couldn't have done it without the people the support of the people in West Virginia. Those people will literally give you the shirt off their back. They're literally some of the nicest people uh, that you will ever meet. And I think it's unfair to call them out in such a negative way. And instead, I think that uh, we should look at that and we should try to help them in a positive way and um, help them in in educating them and to, um, you know, kind of guide them in the, into where they need to be um, instead of just bashing them and be, bringing them down. Um, I just think it's, it, it's not fair, especially having that personal connection to it. Um, but I think that uh, Ryan Switzer, who is a football player, actually summed it up perfectly. He said, West Virginia has its rough patches, just like any other state. But for the most part, it is a beautiful place with some of the friendliest people you'll ever meet regardless of Joe this is unnecessary and unfair to the hard hard working people of the state that I love and um I, I couldn't agree more with this statement because like I said I would not be where I am today without the support it, it truly takes a village and um West Virginia the people of West Virginia don't deserve to be to be in that category the way that um that she kind of portrayed them to be and um i just i i just felt like i needed to say that and get that off my chest um but once again i respect bet midler i respect her opinion she she is totally entitled to her own uh i, I just i just felt like i needed to address that so Anyways, moving on, I I I have we'll, we'll talk about some exciting things now. That's enough for the 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 news and the sadness that's going on in the world, I guess, uh this week uh for this week's episode of Take About. Uh I have an early Christmas present to all of you, uh, to all of you listeners and everything. Uh, I am actually joining Broadway Plus. So for those of you who don't know, some of you very well may. Um, I talked a lot about it during the pandemic when it first started out. Because there were no shows or anything like that, a lot of the actors in the performing arts community uh, came together and they created this platform called Broadway Plus. And Broadway actors and people in TV or whatever it may be, mostly Broadway actors in, in and theater, in theater makers, kind of came together and created this platform to, to give the, to those uh, theater audiences and theater lovers and theater goers um, to connect with them and um, interact with them in a virtual way and everything like that. Um, so Broadway plus is, is a platform where um, you can take lessons. You can have a Q and a, you can do like special private events with uh, your favorite Broadway people. um and, and, I've been fortunate enough to to team up with them, so I'm very excited for that, and I'm excited to announce that. Um, if any of you are interested, go check it out. It's BroadwayPlus.com, and you can search me up. You can search up a lot of our Take About guests, um, but it, it's a great it's a great platform, and you can check me out. I'll be doing all kinds of things. Um, you can actually request to do uh, specific things if you don't see something that um, is is true to you that uh, that is being offered right now on the website. Right now, you can see there's a video shout out from me. There's a one on one Q and A. There's a one on one coaching, and there's a group Q and A or masterclass. So. That group Q&A or masterclass can be with me and multiple other artists that you see on, on the platform. Uh, the one-on-one coaching will be with me, and it'll be with you, of course. Um, and we will be doing um, audition prep. We can do college audition prep. We can do um, acting through song, so you can sing a song for me, and I can help you um pre- Send out the message that you're trying to to share, and while singing that song, and uh, it will help you for both auditions and college auditions, um, and just cabarets and whatever it may be. Um, and then, of course, we'll, like regular drama classes. I can help you with um, a script or whatever you may need to 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 guide you along that way. Um, once again, that will be virtual, and then a one-on-one Q and A, which I will be happy to answer any of your questions or anything like that that you have for me um or or tips or 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 guides and how to start out and how to get involved in the media aspect of broadway kind of like i'm doing now um whatever it may be uh what what made you kind of go to college for not musical theater even though you love it blah 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 like Oh you can ask me anything anything that you want that that's an opportunity and then of course like a video shout out like a little cameo kind of moment where I can send you a happy birthday, I can send you a Merry Christmas, I can send you a happy holidays, I can send you whatever you may want, a happy birthday, I think I said that, never mind. But yes, I can do anything that you want. And then of course, there's there's going to be another section that's going to be added um, that you can actually uh, kind of get in touch with right now, uh, one of the people at Broadway Plus. It's not currently listed, but um, I will be also doing a, a, special, um, a special little class I guess you could call it um that is unique to my own cuz no one else really has it on their on their profile I will be doing a a course or a class um or a lesson I guess you could call it cuz it'll be as many times as you like but it will really be like 30 to 60 minutes uh just the one time um and then we can do interview and like how to be an interviewer and or an interviewee and I'll be coaching you on on those types of skills and kind of similar to like, you know, getting involved in the media and starting your own podcast and starting your own Company, whatever it may be, like I, I'm, I, I will be there to to help you with all of it. So Broadway Plus, go check it out. Eli Tokash on Broadway Plus. Um, I, I can't wait to to work with all of you. Um, hopefully we will be able to do some things, and hopefully it'll be helpful. I know it will be helpful. Um, because I have had some some great teachers and mentors along the way that um, that will absolutely be the methods and um, the, the true talking points and key points that I will be teaching to all of you. Um, and I truly believe that they are invaluable, and um, I'm excited to share that with you all. So um, check it out. I'm really excited and I really really hope that we can connect with one another and and, and collaborate and use our our gifts that we've been given uh, as people to tell stories and um, I think that there's really something really special about it and once I, once again it's virtual, so that that's great, it's going to be safe um, I, I obviously like I'm located in New York, but if you're not located in New York, that's okay. Because it is virtual, so I can literally do it with you from anywhere. But literally, if you're listening to this right now in another country, I can I can do that. You know, Broadway Plus provides that that um availability. Um, and and that's not just for me. That's with all of the artists on Broadway Plus. I mean, you have guests like the guests that we've had on the podcast, like Adam Jacobs and and Max von Essen and um there's a bunch of us um that's just the the two that i i have off the top of my head right now but yes there are plenty of of your favorite broadway stars on that platform so go check it out and uh please please check my page out and um i hope that uh that someone allows me to to help them because that's really what i want to do and that's totally what interested me and in saying yes, and being a part of this wonderful community. Um, I really think that they're doing great work over there. So check it out, Eli Chokash, Broadway+. Plus. And that leads us to the end of the news segment. Drama Dictionary time, people. This week, we have, we have so many options to choose from, but I think this week's um, wonderful, wonderful um, Drama Dictionary Word of the Week is gonna be, that was my little drum roll. um, I think it's gonna be a monologue, and I've been talking a lot about, uh, this whole audition prep, and college prep, and whatever it may be, um, but to, to, to do this whole, like, little, little thing that we call acting and storytelling, you're gonna be asked to do a monologue. Well, what is a monologue? A monologue is, like, a long speech made by, like, an actor, and it's usually, like, a story, you know? It's, like—so you have a bunch of your—you have a bunch of your lines, um, which is, like, the dialogue, um, and you you have this, like, huge paragraph where you're really trying to tell a story, and it's it's so long— um on paper because of how important what you're trying to stress um and the message that you're trying to get across and it's really important to your character so you really have to 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 figure that out as an actor and, and and making sure that you have all of your your um your your goals and your what what you're trying to play and your actions and your beats and everything like that um that's really important in, in giving a monologue, and it can um, obviously it's it's you will be saying the whole monologue and the whole speech, um, but you will obviously be giving it to someone, um, and so in college auditions, it's about like a minute monologue. You know, you you need at least a minute, or or you need just under a minute, um, and 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 monologues are huge in college auditions, and I haven't used a monologue and years <laughs> um that that is being a, a monologue as in you know you have your audition songs and everything like that when you go to an audition and you have your your go to songs that you like to sing um but oftentimes if you don't have a script like for college, you're not auditioning for a specific show, so that you don't have really have anything to to show off your acting ability other than the songs. Um, they'll ask you to do a monologue from from another play or something like that. So you really have to have like an, a little monologue book too, uh, for when it comes to college audition See, did you know that? See, that's what I can be teaching you on Broadway Plus, and we can go into way more depth on it there. Um, so yeah, that 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 is what a monologue is. It's like those. It's those massive moments in the shows where it's just like you could hear a pin drop in in listening to the to the uh, actor and sp- or performer speak and uh, tell this story that they're trying to tell. Um, I will say. Um, there's obviously not um, this whole monologue book when you're auditioning for a piece but oftentimes when you are auditioning for a piece and that they, they give you the sides um and, and it could be about like three to six pages or it could be nine pages whatever it may be I guarantee you there will be a monologue in there uh, in your character and they will they will obviously give it for you so it's not one that has previously been out there, like it would be for your monologue book, um, this is kind of one specifically for this piece of work that you are doing, um, just so that they see the many emotions that you can, can, can tell, or that you can express. And um, a monologue is really great, because it is so long that you can have all of these different um, emotions into one section of the of the audition and the of the art uh, and the craft so it's really great uh, monologue is awesome it's it's a pain to learn but in, in the end it, it's so beautiful and um, I think it I think that's why it's a pain because it just you have to put so much work into it but that's what that's what the beauty is um, because once you put the work in it it just it's beautiful it, you you really you get the the message across to to who you want to, and that's all that really matters. So that's what a monologue is, and uh, I hope that you all learned a little bit like that. Maybe you already knew what it was, but um, I I just wanted to to explain it a little bit more for those who didn't. Um, and then of course, I really wanted to to emphasize the importance that monologues have on on auditions and being a performer in general. Um, obviously, in, in, in a show, there's at least one monologue, um, for sure. Uh, if you go see a show, you'll go see it and you'll realize that one person is talking for like one minute. And Jeremy Hansen, there's like 17 monologues. It's ridiculous. There's, he has like a monologue in every scene. Um, anyways, <laughs> I don't know why that came into my head. It just randomly did. Anyways, um, Again, that's what a monologue is, and hopefully you all learned that. I wanted to talk about my experience in, in doing a monologue. There's this wonderful—I have this uh, monologue that I really enjoy, um, enjoy using, and it is from the show Prodigal Son, which is a show that uh, Timothy Chalamet did in, in New York. And it's this, it's this scene where he, like, goes off on his teacher— and it's just it's brilliantly written and it's super emotional and i actually had some of the hardest times doing that monologue because there there have been um you were you really want to when you when you're choosing your work you really want to choose work that speaks to you and speaks to you in a way that you can relate to it in, in such a, a special and specific way and um I think if you if when you do that, it, it's clear and it it just it's just that more impactful, and it'll get it, it gives you that much of an edge in getting a spot or getting a role or whatever it may be. Um, so in in doing this, a lot of times like you have to be careful because I had to learn this the hard way that there were monologues that I was choosing and I physically just couldn't get through them because I was either laughing too much in a comedic monologue, I was crying too much because it brought me to a place where I just could not handle it, um, or it just, like, it, it kind of did both for me. Um, and it was just, like, you, you, in a way, you just have to keep pushing through, and, and monologues are so difficult, and it's, like, you think you have the, your methods and in, in doing your your work in, in, in sharing your and in, in telling stories and whatever it may be. But oftentimes, like, when it comes to the monologue, it's just so different to anything else. And it's it solely becomes a sole piece of work that you have to do and that you have to focus on. And um, I think that there's a lot of beauty in that. And doing this, this monologue in Prodigal Son there was a lot of um crying uh for me in this one and funny enough it because it was so long it's easy to mistake to to like make a mistake or mess it up or trip up your words or skip a sentence or whatever it may be and that happened to me a lot and and that's okay i mean you all hear me uh for an hour every week and i i always stumble on my words and i always talk really fast and whatever it is and that's no different when i do when i you know do an audition or do whatever i'm doing and so it's easy for me to to make a simple mistake and with a monologue like that it's a lot of yelling and you have to like preserve your voice because when i was doing my college audition i started losing my voice and i i still had to sing and i still had to sing so i was freaking out. And believe it or not, there's actually a way to to talk and to scream in a way that is healthy for your vocal cords. And And I know that like, I know I say that and it's like, well, duh, or maybe it's like a surprise to some of you. But, like honestly, like i I truly like didn't realize that. I feel like i I was just talking and so I just made my voice a little louder. I didn't know that what I was doing may be unhealthy or may lead to to me losing my voice or whatever. like I was like, I talk all the time i i my voice is in great shape. I won't lose my voice. <laughs> I thought wrong anyways, um yeah, so there's like i you have to train your voice to to talk for theater, especially when you don't have a microphone. You have to train it in a way that it is healthy and you also have to train it in a way that um it, it is full of sound and it'll um you you can hear it from from the last seat of the house um while being able to talk to talk still. It's that full sound that you're trying to get. And and there's a there's a really um there's a lot of exercises that you can do. Um, to get your voice to do that and so there's all of these little tricks that um, you may not realize in doing each piece of of kind of storytelling that comes with uh, being a performer and being an actor and so I think that all of those things are very valuable to learn um, because it's just things that you never think about but then you like of course, there's like a method to this, you know, there's a method to everything in life. Why wouldn't there be a method to this? So, and you just have to, when you when you do all of these things, you have to find out what works for you, of course. And then you have to say, well, how can I do this in, in a healthy way? How can I do this in a way that I'm not going to kill myself and, and, and in a way that like, I'm not going to just stress myself out and to kill my vocal cords and, and do whatever so you really have to, like, reach out for help, and you have to, like, ask your friends, ask DM a professional, um, just reach out to people and, and get that help because collaborating with other people is only going to make you a stronger person, a stronger artist, a stronger person, and everything else. So... I would, I truly recommend um, or, or looking on on YouTube or, or doing the research, just putting in that t- extra time and effort is really going to go a long way because especially with something like a monologue and doing college auditions, I know a lot of that is happening for some of you because um, I know a lot of you have reached out to me and asking about it. So I appreciate that. So if, if you have any questions, I'm always here to help. And, um, in just being in auditions all the time as an actor and trying to get into this business, you have to, you have to audition for agents and managers. And, uh, of course, then you get those agents and managers and then they send you on more and then you're self taping and then you're doing all of these things. You just have to take care of yourself and you have to take care of your body and you have to take care of your mind because your mind is storing all this information and, you just have to you have to figure out it takes a long time to to realize what works for you and what doesn't and what works for me may not work for you and that's totally okay but i can offer you a, a, some advice and guidance and then you can take that and make it your own and and make it uh work in a way that does work for you because that's exactly what i did i i learned from dan loria and i learned from matthew morrison uh, I learned from Laura Michelle Kelly and, of course, Rachel Bay Jones, and all these incredible people um, who who helped me and guided me uh, along these uh, along the way in finding my true craft and 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 all of these methods that I can do it where I can do it eight times a week and 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 do it in in a way that I'm also doing other things throughout the just not just my the eight shows in a week and and doing other projects so. There's just a method to the madness, I guess you could call it, and um, I think when you find that for yourself, it's only going to make you a better artist, and it's only going to make you a better uh, auditioner, I guess you could say, and a performer as a whole, so just some things to think about, and uh, I hope that that's helpful, because I wish I had someone to tell me that, and so uh, I'm offering you that advice because I didn't hear I didn't hear that directly necessarily. It, it took a lot of um, searching and hunting and kind of, you know, lots of down lows, highs, highs and lows uh, to get to that journey and get to that realization of, oh, you know, it's okay if this doesn't work for me, and I can do it in a little bit of a different way. Or it's okay that what they said isn't necessarily exactly what I have to do, and I don't have to be their perfect uh picture of what they have in mind. I can be a a, a, a outline, you know. And and I just want to say, like, you just gotta, you just have to figure it out, and you have to do it for yourself because you are the one telling the story. You are the one that is doing the work. You are the one that's putting in the effort. You are the one that goes on to touch all of these people's hearts and so um you just have to you really have to just you know have your have your method and and you have to really identify that for you as an artist because it's going to help you um it's going to help you tell the story and it's going to help you do all the things that I just mentioned so um anyways thank you so much I'm going to wrap up this week's episode that's all I have for you all and I appreciate you all listening Once again, this was Eli Tokash, uh, and uh, I will have a guest for you all next week. Let's hope for the best and everyone's safety and everyone's health and uh, choose kindness. And I hope to see you all next week. And next week is going to be a great guest, and it's going to be a swing, and we're going to be talking about all the things that we talked about this week. And that's all I got to say. Thank you so much, and hope to see you next week. For this episode's Curtain Call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron...